0: This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer Parish. Father, we thank you this morning. You, we are grateful. This is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy over our life. Thank you for rescuing us from the afflictions of the wicked. Thank you for the testimonies we are hearing. We ask for rain, and you give us rain in abundance. Over the land, you quench smoke. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. Jesus, we lifted her in the name of Jesus. Lord, we also thank you this morning. Even concerning your church, Lord Jesus, we thank you. Because, Lord, your church will go from glory to glory. All the program, today's Bible study, Friday, special Holy Ghost service, combined with the all-day praise, worship, and spirit, Lord Jesus, as we render new songs unto you, let your power be made manifest in the name of Jesus. Let those who as your children have gathered before you this morning, open the heavens concerning them. In Jesus' most powerful name, we have prayed. Amen. And in the people of God we shout a big amen. Amen. In the last few days, God has been taking us on the on the topic, affliction shall not rise again. If affliction, if you know the Lord has been giving you victory um, over afflictions, and you are a living testimony, not just that um, it's a slogan. But now you know that afflictions are gone, and the Lord has rescued you. I want you to unmute your devices and shout a big hallelujah. 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 Shout a big hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Amen. (laughs) I will be reading from the book of Exodus chapter 23. Exodus 23, as we get ready to pray. So we're looking at wisdom, the required wisdom that you need in order to, for affliction not to rise again in your life, in your family. Uh, God has been taking us through div- you know, different series on that. Uh, yesterday we looked at uh, the aspect of uh, separating yourself totally, destroying all satanic connections, and items. The day before, we talked about calling upon the Lord in the place of prayer. And so today we are going to look at enter into a covenant to serve God for the rest of your life. Then you never suffer affliction. Now, Exodus 23, I read from verse 25. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and ye shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Amen. There shall nothing cast their young. Amen. None be barren. Amen. In thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Let somebody shout to be, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, brethren, what is the required wisdom to live an affliction-free life? There are such different things, and I want to and I want you to pay close attention to everything the Lord has been saying. Each ones are very, very important. They relate to us as individuals, as family, even as the church. Enter into a covenant to serve God for the rest of your life. Brethren, there might be questions in your heart once in a while. What is even the reward that I gain in serving the Lord? What, uh, what do I stand to gain serving God? Well, God is not, uh, is not a wicked God. He has not called the house of Jacob to seek him in vain. He has not called you to seek him in vain. He has not called the household of David or okay, me to seek him in vain. He has not called your household as well to seek him in vain. So God is a good God. Anyone who commits to serving the law, one of the blessings among many is that you are free from affliction. For as long as you are in the center of God's plan, God's will for your life, serving him, then affliction cannot have a place in your life. Now, what does it really mean to serve God? What does it really mean to serve God? To serve God is very simple. One is to love him with the whole of your heart. You see, if you love something, have you seen the way people crave for coffee? The way people crave for coffee. Have you seen the way people crave for smoking? You see the way. Now, let's take coffee as an example. You see, if you go to Tim Horton now, this morning, while you and I are here praying, listening to the word of God, Praying for ourselves, family, the church, and the land. Some people are queuing up right now for what? For coffee. Some people wake up as far as five, you know. Of course, you know, some stores are they run 24 hours now that things are beginning to ease up a little bit. And so, so why they love coffee? The smell of it even may even be waking them up. So to serve the Lord. One, it begins with loving the Lord with all your heart. You know why loving the Lord is the first thing? I'll tell you. When you love the Lord, then it's not difficult to serve God. When you love the Lord, you will obey his word. When you love the Lord, you will obey his instruction. When you love the Lord, Whatever he tells you to do, you won't struggle with his spirit. You won't struggle with him. Many, many people, um, the, the reason why they find it difficult to serve God acceptably is because they don't even love God in the first place. If you love the Lord, there's no height, there's no length he asks you to go that you won't go for him. So we must love the Lord. So when you enter into a covenant to serve God, say, Lord, for the rest of my life, I'm going to serve you. Then watch it. You will see affliction will not rise again in your life. Now, not only in your life, in the life of members of your family. One thing that I, I you know, have come to see, to, to discover about our God is that when you serve him, it can be cause of you and save your household. A good example, Abraham, the Lord saved Lot, and it's also because of Abraham. Abba Rahab, our father, our mother, all our family members that cared to listen to her when she was warning them, they were saved. So your service, you giving your heart, your life to God, and serving him continually is able to save your household; it keeps them from destruction. God looks at the prayer of the saint. He looks like because of one man, and he could fail. He could say, "Okay, I'm not going to destroy a family. I won't allow Satan to invade this home because of one person in the house." So, when you serve the Lord, the benefits are numerous. Again, among it is the afflictions shall not rise again. Affliction of sickness cannot rise in your body. Affliction of, uh, you know, of lack cannot rise in your life. So whatever affliction the enemy might have thrown into your life before, as you say, I'm going to serve God, then the Lord will take away affliction. From where we have read, God said, ye shall serve the Lord your God and He shall bless thy bread and thy water. Some people eat, but they are not full. Some people drink water, yet they are thirsty. It is there in the book of Hagar, chapter one and chapter two. Some people, they work so hard. They work three jobs, two jobs. They are earning good money, but they can't explain what they are doing with it. Somebody once mentioned to us that he was owing the, the government uh, some tax money that they asked him to come and reform so and so and so. Well, uh, maybe somewhere around 6,000 or it might be more. Now, the question that we asked the person first is this, do you pay your tithes to God? The person conf- the person said it, he said, he said he makes good money. If I told me around what he makes, which is a very good money. It's a very good money he makes annually. I so I asked him, do you pay your tithe? He said, no. I said then, why won't uh, CRA CIA be hunting you down to come and give them more money? Because the money you are supposed to give to God, you did not give it to him. So government is saying, come and give it to them. You have to give the money to somebody. So is it that you give it to God, you give it to the government, or you give it to one thing or the other? My prayer for you is that you will use your money to serve God. You will not use it to settle court case. You will not use your money to buy medication. You will not use your money to, to, to settle land disputes. You will not use your money to settle crisis. You will use your money to serve the Lord in the name of Jesus. Brethren, it's a matter of choice. And love for God. So we told the person, well, uh, you need to start paying your tithe. Start paying it now. And when you start, well, we didn't see the person again. We so, well, we keep praying for the person. Brethren, the Bible says, shall serve the Lord, and he shall bless thy bread.' The next part is said, Thy water, and after that. I will take sickness away from thee. So when you enter into a covenant to serve God, God will also enter into a covenant to take sicknesses far from you. He enters to a covenant that you eat, even it might be little bread, and your body is refreshed, like the case of Daniel, Shedra, and Abednego, who decided to feed on water and vegetables. They don't want to eat the delicacies of to idol. And the Bible said their face was even fairer their face was looking more glorious than people who were eating all the turkeys that were being offered to idol. So, brethren, the food that we eat, oftentimes, you see, it is when the Lord's hand is upon you, when the Lord's blessing is upon you, even if you eat little food, you can see that you are full, you are healthy, but somebody might eat a big food, no, they are not full yet, and yet they are in problem. Because, you see, when you serve the Lord with all your heart, the food you eat, the Lord makes it to, to, to work well in your body. The water you drink, you drink water, and then that water nourishes your body. That is what happened. Now, then you live a sickness-free life. You live a sickness-free life. You see, when I hear people going through a lot of sickness and a lot of things, one thing I, I, you know, I plead for is mercy, and then I encourage them to serve God. When you are cleaning the house of God, God is cleaning the messes in your life. There might be afflictions in your body you cannot even tell. I remember the testimony of one of our brethren in our mother parish many years ago. When he newly came into the land, well, he went to, the, the, he went to our father and the Lord. He so, said, okay, well, he would like to serve the Lord. And our father and the Lord told him, go and join the sanitation team. I mean, this is, we are talking about an elderly man. At least he's way, way, way older than me. So I should go and join the sanitation team. He went and he was cleaning. He even became the head of department in sanitation. You see him cleaning with joy. And then he, you know, he also works and he's an engineer. He has an engineering master's in engineer that he has not even used before. And God opened strange doors for him. There's another one too. Did that one too? The, he himself decided to go and join the sanitation. So sanitation is just an example. And he went in there and he testified of how God has turned his life around. I will also use the example of many of us my know brother Paul. Many of us indeed don't know his story. I know part of it. There was a time that brother was jobless for a long time. Many people That are probably that are, you know, that have been with us for a long time, we we may may know. While he was jobless, he was volunteering in the church. He was the church administrator, probably for about eight months or maybe to a year. And if you see him coming in the morning, he comes as if he's resuming to work. He was the church administrator, not being paid. He was doing the work of God. I remember the day he received his. you know, uh, this thing, the, the job offer. He couldn't hold it. I saw, he showed me, I saw the figure. The, 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 the job offer that changes his level. I mean, big figure, close to what an entry doctor will end. God placed it in his hand. But he was almost a year, he was seven diligently. Brethren, the, the blessing of serving the Lord is numerous. Again, we can't count them. So, when you enter into a covenant to serve God, God blesses the work of your hand. He blesses the food and the water you drink. He you you, takes sicknesses away from you. Now, for your, the Bible now said, it said, there shall nothing cast their young. That means you have zero worry over your children. You won't cast your your even your animals. Nothing, nothing. You won't cast them young. Why? Because you have entered into a covenant to serve God. If you are here this morning and you are still daily dialing, you are still not, you have not made up your mind to start serving God with the whole of your heart. Well, it's not too late. You can start now. You can start now, and it begins with loving God. What does serving God means? It simply means serving others. I'm telling you. That's what it means. When you hear the, 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 the Lord says serve me, he simply says, serve the people around you. Serve the people around you. It could be calling people for evangelism. I'll give you, you know, I saw something yesterday. I was, I was shocked. And I was thanking God for their lives. And I was praying for them. I gave some people a small tax. And so they now went even beyond what I asked for. I, I have not even, the, I didn't even look at, I didn't pay attention to what they sent me. But yes, it is somewhere, the only will say, I checked this document they sent to you. I say, wow, I said, this is excellent. And they wrote it there, they said they don't know whether I have opportunity to read it or not. It was beyond what I asked them to do. Now, if I as human could see the work and say, wow, I did not send them to that land, but they went above and beyond. That is an example. Brethren, when you serve the law, I did I ask them to do, to be calling people to follow up, and they are doing it diligently. So when you serve the law, you are free from affliction. You are free from affliction. The Lord delivers you. Some people are filled with fear. You want to overcome it? Commit to serving the Lord. You want to overcome that illness in your body, start serving God now. At least you can clean clean God's house. You can call people. You can do evangelism. Start sharing tracts. We have seen people in our midst who without even telling them, they will say, oh, we want to take care of printing tracts. We want to take care of printing this. We want to pay for this. Start serving the law, start serving the law, and the law will not allow affliction to rise again. Now, in order for your service to be acceptable, number one, it must be from your heart. Don't do it with eye service. Oh, pastor is coming. I want him to see. No, I may not even see you. It is God that is the most important. It is him that can commend. It's not the commendation that I give. It is the commendation that the Almighty God gives. When I hear people thank God, uh, you know, for one thing or the other in my life and family, I will say in my heart, Lord, it is not whom that commend himself; it is who the Lord commend. I say, Lord, what are you saying concerning me? So, brethren, serve the Lord with all your heart, not because you want people to see you and give you a name. Number two, serve the Lord with gladness. Psalm one hundred. Not with frowning. They give you a task to do, you are frowning. It's not acceptable. God doesn't, that service is not acceptable. With joy, with gladness, whatever they ask you to do, you do it with joy. That is where the blessing is. God accepts that kind of service. Number three, serve him continuously. Don't give up in serving God. It might be at the edge of you giving up that God has ordained your miracle, your turnaround in your career, in your marriage, in your health, in your finances. Do not give up in serving God. So number three, serve God continuously for the rest of your life. And that is why number eight is that we're looking at this morning is enter time to a covenant to serve God for the rest of your life. And then you will leave affliction free. And finally, as you serve God, serve God with joy. Serve Him with joy, with all your might. Don't do it half-hazardly. half, half, hazard, half, I mean, half Don't do it nonchalantly. Mm, that's my business. If the door of the church is not locked, what is my big deal? Am I the pastor? I'm not the pastor. No. Oh, you see your brother going through affliction. Why will I pray for him? Am I the one? No. Serve the Lord with joy and with all your minds. Do it with all your minds. That is where the reward is. As you enter into a covenant of serving the Lord (coughs) beginning from now, affliction will be far from you in the name of Jesus. You will have zero worry over your wife, your children, your husband, your parents, your household, your business, your career, your, your health, everything. Because the Lord, the Lord preserved the, the righteous so that they can continue to seven. He preserved their life for a long time. You know why? Because they are profitable to him. May you and I be profitable to God in the name of Jesus. But the wicked, the Bible says he cuts their life short. He said, this one is not useful to me anyway. He just in trouble for my people. That will not be your testimony. That will not be my testimony in the name of Jesus. Whenever God looks at your life, he will be pleased. He will smile at you in the name of Jesus. So you are going to bow down your head this morning, and your prayer is this. You are going to lift up your voice. You are going to say, mighty God, I thank you for sending your word unto me. That is your first prayer point. Are you here this morning? You have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have not devoted your life to serving the Lord yet. But yet you are still walking around. You are still thinking. You are trying different alternatives. I tell you, when you serve the Lord, the things that you are running around, they, they will begin to run after you. Money runs after you. Favor runs after you. Are you here this morning? You have not accepted Jesus. You have opportunity. Say, Lord Jesus, I have come to you today as a sinner. Have mercy upon me. Cleanse me from every sin. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Father, I pray for as many that are yet to be saved that have accepted you this morning, forgive them their sin. Write their name in the book of life. Thank you for your word that you have sent unto us. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Stretch forth your hand, King of kings, Lord of lords. I am that I am, ancient of days. I worship you. I thank you for your grace and for your mercy over our lives. This morning, your people have heard your word. That we should enter into a covenant to serve you and then affliction will stay away from our household. I pray this morning for those that have been serving you who have made this covenant and they are doing it diligently with all their heart, with all their money, with every wisdom, everything they are using to serve you today. Let the book of remembrance be opened concerning them in the name of Jesus. As the book of remembrance was open concerning the Mordecai, let the book of remembrance be open concerning all your children that are serving you continuously with all their heart with joy in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for as many that are yet to make up their mind, or oh, who's not serving you the, the way they should serve you. I pray this morning, open their eyes in the name of Jesus. Now I pray for each one of you, your home is blessed, your body is blessed, your bread is blessed, your water is blessed, your children are blessed, your wife is blessed, your husband is blessed, your businesses are blessed, your career is blessed. I pray for you, your finances is blessed, your extended families are blessed, because of you, God will change the story of your extended family in the name of Jesus. God will change the story of your community. God will change the story of your nation. In the name of Jesus, It shall be well with you. Affliction will not rest upon you. It will not rest upon your children. It will not rest upon your spouse. It will not rest upon your parents. It will not rest upon even your roommate. In the name of Jesus, you will not spend your money on court cases. In the name of Jesus, you will not spend your money to settle crises. In the name of Jesus, you will not spend your money to pay lawyers. In the name of Jesus, rather you will spend your money to serve the Lord. In the name of Jesus, you will not spend your money for funerals. In the name of Jesus, you will not spend your money on medication. In the name of Jesus, rather you will spend it to serve the Lord and to advance the cause of the kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, we are free.